We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. So glad to have you. A little extra pep in my step today because Perloff's Eagles lost yesterday. Wait, <laughs> normally, what? normally I'm not rooting for the Eagles <laughs> to lose, but you just rubbed it in my face so hard when the Bills lost rub, to the Vikings. I did not rub a single thing in your face. <laughs> Reading my tweets of agony. No, listen, the Eagles are still a really good team. It was an exciting game last night, an interesting one, because of the call, the roughing the passer call that Taylor Heineke drew on Brandon Graham at the end of the game. The situation was there was about a minute and 45 seconds left. It was on a third and seven, and the Eagles had one more timeout. Washington was up five points, so basically getting that first down ended the game. Yeah. They ended up scoring another touchdown, but uh, in in like a garbage kind of way, but it was that was going to be the Eagles moment. Like, that's what I kind of I agree with the rough in the past. Mm. So they should have called it. What I was bummed about is we got robbed of seeing Jalen Hurts have to execute uh, under two minute drill with no timeouts. With no timeouts. Yeah. Like, you know, he's getting a lot of MVP buzz and rightfully so. He's an excellent quarterback. But I wanted to see that last drive and see if they could put it together. Well, to defend Jalen Hurts, he sort of had that drive before. He threw a beautiful long pass to Quez Watkins who got the ball, got up, started running, and fumbled the ball. Yeah. So I, I felt like Jalen Hurts was – he's never had a fourth-quarter comeback. Did you hear that stat last night? I did. I felt like he was engineering it, and the Eagles couldn't get out of their own way, kept on tripping. It would have been hard with the clock for them to make that drive to get into the end zone. But, but that would have added – like that would have yeah. really probably passed him uh, – probably would have passed Josh Allen in the MVP – Odds. Uh, he actually had a good game last night, but would have passed Josh Allen in the MVP Wait, is, odds. Is Allen still ahead of him? I've, I've yes, seen the Mah- latest is Mahomes, Allen, and then Jalen Hurts. Okay, I I, I've and seen Mahomes, Hurts, Allen before different versions of okay. it. I mean, but yeah, that, that's interesting too. Because two is sort of hanging around that picture as well. I know you don't believe in the Miami Dolphins, but a lot of other people do. I believe in that offense. So put it that way, because obviously Miami, the defense is still banged up, but. Uh, that offense is something special. I know you don't think so, but... No, I, I think the offense is... Of course, I think the offense is really good, but I don't necessarily think this is the kind of competitive team that everyone's making out to. Are they going to beat the Bills in Buffalo? Does anyone think that? Maybe I'm underselling them, but I don't think they can beat an elite team. I know they beat the Bills already once in yeah. Miami, but well, it's a thousand degrees. But think about with Jeff Wilson now, the commitment to the run game, yeah. not to mention, obviously, Hill and Waddle. We know how great they are. But the fact that they can run, the fact that it is like Mike McDaniel, like it's the Shanahan run game. Like this is so effective and the guys are tough. The offensive line is obviously very improved in Miami. I know they added Bradley Chubb, but the off you can't be impressed by the defense. No, I'm not that impressed by the defense, no. but they're hurt. So I don't know how much healthier they can possibly get. Yeah. Season. I mean, okay, these wins. 
Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit, Pittsburgh. I mean, but the weird thing about this NFL season is nobody's playing anybody. Everybody's got this crazy easy schedule. I don't understand. No, just you. <laughs> well, no, the Giants have the easiest schedule. Yeah, the Giants the do. Eagles are right behind them. The Dolphins have had a. The Dolphins play the Texans next. That's four. No, I'm sorry. That's five losing teams in a row. The Vikings have a relatively easy schedule. Feels like there's a real imbalance somewhere, and I, I can't figure it out. I'm going to put a put some math into it later. <laughs> put your put our best guy yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, like, like, what do you want to do? I, I, every week we look at the games, and it's a bunch of losing teams playing losing teams or winning teams. There's, it doesn't seem like something's off. Does that make up, sense? Uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely does. It's going to set up for more of a crapshoot in the playoffs, maybe. Yeah, you're not like, really sure who how good one team is versus the other. Like, how good are the New York Giants? Well, I heard the Giants compared to the Tennessee Titans of last year who feasted on bad teams, got a really good record with the number one seed, and didn't advance. So I wonder if the Giants are going to be the same thing. If they get to the playoffs, are they one and done, and they really shouldn't have been there? That I know that's really unfair to say you are what your record says you are, but I don't believe in the Giants yet. I think they're way too one-dimensional. Uh, I would agree with you on that, but I think that their coach is helping them like yeah. you know, scheme up wins here. Are the Giants like a no pun intended sleeping giant? I, I don't think so. I think the real sleeping giant of the NFL right now is the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. We do not talk about them in a way because they just got over 500, right, with this last win against the Chargers. By the way, get like really helped by we talked a lot about bad calls yesterday and game changing calls. We talked about game changing call last night in Monday Night Football. We did not talk about the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Chargers touchback that wasn't a yeah. touchback call that was everything in that game. I mean, starting of drive from your one, as opposed to starting it from the 25, that is it, it, it's everything. And you had Justin Herbert, who was attempting what was it, like a third, a fourth and seven from his own 11 because he only had a minute and 50 seconds left? I mean, they didn't score in the second half. The Chargers kind of had themselves to blame for that one, but no, you're but right. they got totally hosed. You know, I didn't really understand that. Because I actually thought I understand everyone said that should have been a touch trick. I thought that that guy gave himself up. He basically was standing there, and he just started celebrating with his teammates and stepped backwards. Now, so it, why isn't that giving yourself up? Well, because he it was like, did he pause enough? Like, did his two feet stay still enough yeah. that it was considered giving yourself up? Because he never waved it. It wasn't like fair catch wave, right? So, no, it wasn't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was. A, no, no, he uh, must have fair catch waved it, right, right? Wait, what is it? What was happening here? No, 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 he, no, was, no, no. he was recovering the punt. He was recovering yeah, the yeah, punt because it yeah. bounced into the end zone and then bounced out. So we need much clearer rules on what is giving yourself up. I think we need to spell this out because not because of what happened last night and not because of what happened in the Chargers Niners, because you know this can make a huge impact on a playoff game later this year. You know there's going to be trouble. We are steering right towards trouble in the NFL with and, these rules. And you know who it's going to benefit? Tom freaking Brady. You know <laughs> it's going to. Oh, that's a, that is a, <laughs> a given. Like uh, it, a roughing the passer call on Tom Brady that keeps a drive alive. Like I would just write it in permanent ink right now. You know what I was thinking? You're like, we need a better system for someone giving themselves up. What if every player had like a flag? <laughs> like the referees have a flag? <laughs> just like and make it a different color. It could be like green. Oh, it should be white for surrender. And you just pull a white flag out and throw it in the air. That's a soft visual, by the way, <laughs> for a player who pulls out a white flag mid-run. Wave it around. <laughs> yeah. And all these experts are saying, okay, I understand by the letter of the law, it probably was a flag on the Eagles. Yeah. But everyone's like, oh, my God, uh, 
Brandon Graham took three steps and ran into Heineke. Like it's a usual play where the quarterback scrambles around for eight seconds and kneels out out there. There was a bizarre play from the get-go. I'm not killing Brandon Graham. He said he thought that Heineke was going to run again. He didn't know what was going on. Nobody knew what was going on. <laughs> Eagles he lost. He definitely didn't know what was going on. on. No, it's please, please beat Indianapolis on a short week. Because if you think today is bad... That would be really bad. I know. We we called for Josh. Well, I, not we. I called for Josh McDaniel's job yesterday, losing to Jeff Saturday and to a first-time play caller in Parks Frazier. Well, who, what do we do if the Eagles lose to the Colts? Yeah, you move on to the next game. I don't think it's going to be that easy. 855-212-4CBS. We're not going to let the Eagles off the hook. 855-212-4227. Let's go to Frank. He's in North Carolina. Hey, Frank, what's up? Hey, first-time caller. Thanks for taking the call. I'm I'm not an Eagles fan, but I'm with Perloff. I thought the Heineke move was was pretty bush league, man. And uh, and what you guys were just coming off of for conversation, it's like they the officials and these reviews on these kind of you know quarterbacks giving themselves up. They really need to focus more on the body language and the intent of the defender because some of these times you're not going to stop a 200 and some line, pound linebacker you know dead in his tracks immediately stop and wait because he slid. There's going to be some impact, but did he try to hold up? Did he bring his arms back? Did he not? You know what I mean? There's a little there's mm. key things in there that I think really get overlooked when they review these and go, you know, where's the intent? Was this guy really going after him? And they throw the flag. And the, the whole flopping thing is like, it's an epidemic. It, it, it started in soccer. It went to the NBA. And now it's penetrating the NFL. And I am not happy about it as a fan. I don't like it. It makes it hard to watch. It disinterests me immediately as soon as they throw a flag for this stuff. And it just, I, it, it makes me care less when I'm watching the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the fear for the NFL that it's going to turn off fans. This, I know they want to protect their billion dollar assets in these quarterbacks, but I think Frank has a great point. Yep. Great uh, points all around. Yeah. Frank. Uh, about Thank intent. You. I know it's very hard to judge intent, but you can tell when the lineman's trying to pull back a little bit. Maybe they review them and they... I think there's a middle ground where you can protect quarterbacks and you don't have to call all of these. Okay, so here's the thing, though, about the defenders. I will give them credit. They have really adjusted the way they play. Like, by and large, I know we get some bad calls here and there, but think about it. I remember, what was it? How long ago was it? A couple years ago when they made the rule that you could no longer, like, fall on top of a guy... It was first you couldn't drive somebody into the ground, right? You couldn't drive the quarterback into the ground. That was going to be a flag. And then it was that you couldn't even land on top of the quarterback, remember? And it was like, how are guys going to stop in midair? This is going to be impossible. And you know what? They don't do it anymore. They really have, to their credit, they're such good athletes that they find a way to kind of roll off the guy. and and. But they're getting still getting a ton of flags. I remember a few key. I mean, the Grady Jarrett Tom Brady hit was only four weeks ago. I don't think... They're, they haven't adjusted to the rules. They've adjusted to not hurting quarterbacks. You're right. Yeah. But they still haven't adjusted to how stringent the rules are now. Well, also because the rules are kind of enforced differently from crew to crew. So yeah. it's tough for these defenders. It's a moving target. Well, the other thing, I saw Lamar Jackson basically get wrapped up the other day, completely escape out of the wrap-up. So what would happen if, if the guy who was tackling Lamar Jackson really tried to throw him down and put his body weight on? He's getting 15 do, yards. He's getting 15 yards, even though Lamar Jackson is desperately trying to get out of that tackle and make yeah. a play. That seems like an unfair situation. You're totally right about it. Um, the other thing, though, about Frank uh, in North Carolina calling uh, Taylor Heineke Bush League, like, this dude's just so happy to be here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's a quarterback from Old Dominion. Like, I, I don't know if we can call him Bush League. He's just out there surviving. Like, he's doing, he's pulling out every trick in the book that he possibly can just to stay employed. Uh, Randy is in New York. Randy, how are you? 
I'm good. First, I agree with Andrew. The call was a little soft. But the rest have been making calls that have changed games all season, whether it was Jets New England, the missed face mask, Tom Brady getting hit, then other quarterbacks get crushed late, and they don't call it. Yep. It's called out who the guy is, not the call. The rest are becoming more important in the game than the players. You know, Plus, you guys were also talking earlier about if Indy can beat Philly. They did beat the Chiefs this year, who were one of the best teams. Yeah. Because no team is truly dominant this year. Any team can beat any team. It's happened this year. Yep. Randy, it's a good point. Thanks for making it. Appreciate that. That that is an incredible reminder that the Indianapolis Colts this year beat the Chiefs. That game was so weird, though. Do you remember? I do. All the bizarre stuff that happened in that game. But still, I I mean, I think the Colts kind of outplayed them, too. The Chiefs did not look good that game. It wasn't totally a fluke. I mean, the Colts, they do have a bunch of pro bowlers there. I, they don't have Shaq Leonard on Sunday. The key is Jonathan Taylor. If Jonathan Taylor yeah, is healthy, yeah, ready to go, then, then you or me can coach them. If, honest- <laughs> if your offensive line is going to be fully engaged and just road pave here, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a tough. It could be. Uh, it could be a tough matchup for the Eagles. I'm still pretty confident for them because they're going to get to Matt Ryan. Yes, they are. Um, Unless they Jonathan Taylor's running every play and they never get a but chance. To be honest, like you thought that the Raiders would have been able to get to yeah. Matt Ryan too, and they were not. Um, so one thing from yesterday uh, that kind of bothered me, but I, I'm not sure how you guys felt about it. So you saw after the game on the flight home that Taylor Heineke got the Kirk Cousins, yeah. um, you know, treatment, Kirk Thuggins, you know, where they put all the chains on him yeah. and then got to ride home. So wait, I thought that was just like a Minnesota thing. Yeah. So uh, now Washington just took it, so now every team's going to take it? I think it's already played itself out. Well, this is why I'm really I'm really kind of ticked off now at the Washington Commanders because they just took the trend and just like spoiled it. Because now every team's going to do it. Who's the next team that's going to the quarterback's going to fly home and all of a sudden they're going to have all the chains? I, I don't think so. I don't think anyone I don't think once Kirk Cousins does it and Taylor Heineke I don't think people are going to want to copy that. You don't that. think Daniel Jones on a flight home is going to get that? You are Ooh. sorely mistaken. Dan I told, Jones, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I love how you try to rebrand him as Dan Jones. It's not happening. The this is gonna. It's just going to keep catching on. It's like, oh, it was a cool thing for the for the Vikings. Now everyone's going to do it. It's going to spoil it. Also, you just like blatantly ripped off someone else's thing. Are yeah. we all just going to let that happen and like we're fine with it? No, nobody's fine with it. Nobody thought that was fun. Well, some Heineke people thought funny. it was really cool. He's drinking the bush light. He's there with all the chains on. He's got the glasses on. Well, I hate Taylor Heineke, so I, I'm an <laughs> impartial judge here. But honestly, I didn't. It was pretty funny when Kirk Cousins did it the first time, and it was Patrick that, Peterson. The fact that Kirk Cousins decided it was it was getting old for him. If it's old <laughs> for Kirk Cousins. It's old. Yeah, if Kirk's like, it's jump the shark, guys. Yeah. It's it's, like, it could... Oh, my goodness. This is the lamest person in the NFL. How can he, you know, this is like, you know, if Perloff told us, like, hey, guys, knock it off. Hey, like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think the new trend is Justin Tucker, the Ravens kicker. Was there, they have the, He's the best. They have the softest schedule. They have another soft schedule. I don't know how they got it. They don't play a winning team again the rest of the season, except for Cincinnati. Oh, he's amazing. He post-game. talks so much trash. He's unbelievable. <laughs> a kicker that talks trash. This the NFL needs. If anyone can, it's him. Yeah, I understand about the uh, you're saying the originality of Washington, but it, does that surprise you that that franchise is not original? <laughs> What's a, what good comes out of that franchise right now? I'm sorry, I'm mad right now. Yeah, but... you're mad. You're being irrational. You're lashing out. 
I am lashing out. I'm, <laughs> uh, Chase Young wasn't even there last night, by the way. Imagine if that guy was on the field chasing around Jalen Hurts. No, he's coming back next week. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, well, this is exciting. Coming up next, all pro wide receiver slash running back slash sometimes punt returner slash do it all. Debo Samuel is going to join us next. Hang on, hang around, hear what Debo had to say. You're listening to the Maggie and Perloff Show, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. It is our pleasure now to be welcomed by the All-Pro wide receiver, sometimes running back, does it all, one of the toughest guys in the NFL, and that's Debo Samuel, who's joining us on behalf of Snickers Rookie Mistake of the Year, which we're going to get to. God knows there's been a lot of mistakes, rookie and otherwise, (laughs) made on this side of the microphone. But, Debo, it's so great to talk with you, the 5-4 and San Francisco 49ers. Like, there is a toughness about this team that I feel like usually kind of toughness in football teams comes from the defense, but I feel like the offensive side of the ball in San Francisco is just as tough as the defensive side because of players like you. Where does that come from? Um, I just think it's uh, that's just the foundation here. Um, from top to bottom, uh, it definitely like uh, it definitely starts with our defense. Um, even though you know we. It definitely started our defense for sure. Don't want to get too much into like, you know, who or whatever. But um, and then it just comes from the offense with all the crazy, crazy guys like Kittle and and Trent McGlinchy, Juice. Um, uh, it's just a physicality that we like to play with as a whole. And um, I don't think two teams be too much ready for it. They get a week is not long enough to prepare for it. So what's going on in the wide receiver room? Because I see Brandon Ayuk and Juwan Jennings kind of doing Debo Samuel impersonations. Are you getting them to be tougher? Do they see you? Because they seem like they were just as eager to bring in contact after the catch as you are. No, nah, um, that's just that's just something that we've been doing. Um, I think people are tend to pay more attention to it now. Um, by the way they playing, you know, they playing at a high level as well. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is something new. This is something we've been doing for a while. Debo Samuels, our guest, joining us on behalf of Stickers Rookie Mistake of the Year. Let's get right to it because okay, I can imagine 
and you've earned it and deserved it. But I imagine when the the money first hits your bank account, there's got to be like an instinct or something to go buy something that you do not need that you'll never need. Like, do you already have a purchase that has become a regret? Um, not necessarily because um before before getting all this money, I think I have everything that I ever wanted. So um it wasn't nothing that I was just like, yo, like, all right, let's just go buy this. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's more so like, all right, I have this amount of money. Um, it has to last. Let's put it here. Let's put it here. Let's see more more money, make more money. Um, that's just kind of my perspective of things. I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, just go buy something just to buy it. All right, Debo. So what was your mistake on the field? What did you do as a rookie <laughs> that you learned was a bad idea? Uh Kyle never let me forget this. Um, my first ever game in the league. Um, <laughs> I was I was I was out there when my mouthpiece was not in, and I was a guy that was hitting a lot and kind of bit down on my tongue, and um, oh. I kind of regret that for sure. That <laughs> kind of hurt, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's one of that's one of my rookie mistakes. I don't think I can go back and just think about something I did like crazy off the top of my head right now. I probably have to think about it. Have you worn the mouthpiece every single time? Because sometimes we see guys, especially wide receivers, don't have them in, and it's always like, oh, no, quarterbacks too. Um, Some receivers that don't tend to hit a lot or, you know, do a lot of blocking and, you know, um, tend to not wear it in my eyes. But um, over here, you'll see all the receivers over here got mouthpiece in because we, we, we balls to the wall over here like, you know um, – physical in the run game everybody part of the run game over here so um if you don't put your mouthpiece in over here i mean it's on you <laughs> you can go to snickers.com slash rookie mistake that's where you can uh upload a video and you can tell debo your biggest rookie mistake and then of course the winner will be announced at the super bowl very very exciting did you think when christian mccaffrey was traded to the 49ers that was it for you are not going to be running the ball anymore um, nah, I didn't think I didn't think nothing along those lines. Um, I was just thinking like, God, dog, like how much firepower we have in this offense. And really, once we get everything moving in the way we want to, it's, it's, it's going to get it's going to get real crazy because you're not you're not going to know who to guard, where the ball going, because all 11 guys out there, not including the offensive line, but all the skill guys, maybe Trent can get the ball here and there. Who knows? <laughs> but <laughs> all the guys out there are able to take take a slant to the house. I mean, you just got to keep your eyes open. I think I know your answer to this, but, you know, wide receivers want targets and you obviously are going to share with all these weapons. Does that cross anyone's mind there? Does anyone ever say, you know, Jimmy, get me the ball more? Or is everyone adjusted to Kyle Shanahan's offense where you never know how it's going to be distributed? I mean, uh, being a rookie um, from my rookie year to now, um, Kyle has been consistent throughout mm. my four years here for spreading the ball around. Um with all the guys he have, um, you know, he, he don't, he don't, he don't ever go into a game be like, yo, this guy's going to do this. This guy's going to do this. It's, it's whoever's hot. I mean, Kyle going to do a good job of continue to get it keep getting them going. And once he cooled down, you know, he got everybody else out there. He can get the ball to. We're talking with Debo Samuel on behalf of Snickers rookie mistake of the year. I'm not sure if you're aware of this stat involving Jimmy Garoppolo. Have you heard this one that he's two and 10 or excuse me, 10 and two, 10 and two in games where he does not throw a touchdown. What are we supposed to make of that Debo? Like you guys win, even if he's not the star, which is kind of unique in the NFL where the quarterbacks are everything. Oh, it kind of shows what, what type of team we have, the physicality we have and, 
how we run the ball and how we approach every game. Um, you don't have to go out there and throw the ball 50 times and win a game. Um, it's about clock management. So, it's about the great, the great defense that we have. And um, <laughs> yeah, is that Jimmy G um, right behind <laughs> he you. He just right busted now? the interview. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I was just, I just heard a noise. I'm, I'm on the screen, and the computer is to my left, so I was just trying to see where the noise was coming from. All right, so Jimmy Garoppolo obviously had a limited offseason. Trey Lance get, gets hurt. Were you surprised at how Jimmy came out this year? It seemed like he was pretty much ready to go after about a year of going back and forth in the media. What kind of quarterback is he going to be? But he kind of picked up where he left off. Uh, what did you think of Jimmy G early in the season? Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I've been with Jimmy for the past four years um, here. And everybody around here know what Jimmy is capable of. So um, nobody wanted to see Trey go down. Um, it kind of took the life out of us for a little minute. But in this league, you know, it's kind of next man up. And with next man being up, Jimmy's been here for a while. So we knew we was getting. Um, I feel like Jimmy did it the right way, approached it the right way, and um, continued to be the same guy throughout the whole process. When's the last time you saw Trey Lance? Like, how are his spirits? He's recovering from a season-ending ankle injury. Trey here every day with us. How is he? How's he doing? Like, is he? Man, Trey, positive? Trey, good. Trey, good. He's never been a negative guy. Um, I love the way he's attacking his rehab process, and he he's becoming a pro on that end. Um, you know, um, just in high spirits, um, lifting all the guys up. It's just Trey being Trey. So, Debo, you take a lot of hits, and you give a lot of hits during a Sunday. How long does it take you to feel a hundred percent yourself during the week? You ain't never gonna feel a hundred percent after the first day of camp. That's it. Nothing. That's it. Nothing. You're never going to be 100% after the first day of camp. What about during the week? Are you, you know, obviously I, I hear guys complain about Thursday night games. Do you feel like you have some recovery arc during the week? Um, yeah. I mean, you got you to gotta have your own routine of you trying to be the best, the best self you can be um, approaching game day for sure. But um, being 100% is kind of out the window. So what do you strive for? Like 50% or? You strive to get, get as healthy as you can, no matter if it's 80, 85, 75. You're just trying your best to be the, the best you as possible. What's the lowest percentage you felt recovered and still went out and played the next Sunday? Ooh. I say when I hurt my ribs um, early on in the year, I feel like I was probably like, probably like 50% out there, but. Um, in my mind, I, you know, you got to tell yourself you're 100. You just push yourself. So, all right. I think you've delivered a lot of welcome to the NFL moments. What's the uh, early on? We're talking about rookie season. What was your welcome to the NFL moment where you realized, oh, boy, these guys hit harder than I thought? Um, a lot of people tend to ask me that. I don't think I've been hit hard yet, honestly. Um, besides what the NFC championship, a guy hit me when I wasn't looking um, last year. Uh, but yeah, other than that, if I can see you on, thank you. I'll be able to get a good lick on me. <laughs> Debo Samuel is joining us on behalf of Snickers rookie mistake of the year. Go to snickers.com slash rookie mistake. You could submit a video about your rookie mistake and the winner will be crowned at Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Get a chance to celebrate on the field after the game too, which is really, really cool. Debo, do you and Jimmy, have you ever had a conversation about how close you both may have been to be playing in a different city this season um no nah, not at all um that is not something we've talked about um we kind of got a heads up that um uh, we was Kim and Jimmy before everybody else found out so um it's not just something that like uh, in this building we don't too much talk about the negative things 
um, we try to keep everything positive and move forward. Okay, Debo, last one for you, and this one's going to be quick. You cannot use yourself, okay, because that'd be too too obvious. But we need you to give us your top three toughest wide receivers in the NFL. You can do a top five if you want, but you're known for being tough. Who are the top three toughest guys, wide receivers in the NFL, not including Debo Sam? Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings. <laughs> uh... Ooh, we Mike Evans. There you go. Debo can't tell you how much we appreciate this Snickers rookie mistake of the year. Go to snickers.com slash rookie mistake. You can get all of the info there. Stay healthy the rest of the way and look forward to watching you Debo. Thanks so much. Thank you. Welcome back to Maggie and Proloff. If you miss any of our interview with Debo Samuel, you can always just go to YouTube, search out Maggie and Perloff search box or if you're like Perloff you can just go to Google and search out Maggie Perloff YouTube whatever (laughs) that's how you can find our interview with Debo Samuel okay the defensive player of the week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union who proudly serves the armed forces DOD veterans and their families their members of the mission learn more at NavyFederal.org one of our favorite times of the week we get to it's almost gotten too easy though I feel like I almost should abstain from even saying because I Stu and I have a mind melt over this. Every week I know exactly who he's picked. But you didn't get it last week. Yeah, I did. I don't think you did. Oh, you didn't go, but I came in second. You came in second. Wait, it was last week with Uche and uh, Judon? No, last week I had it. No, yeah, last week you suggested those two, but it was someone else that you mentioned before your official guest. So yeah. you were, we're kind of on the same page. You wanted partial credit, like this was some kind of seventh grade science project. <laughs> um, okay. Sue, I'm going to hope because our friendship that you did not pick Patrick Peterson just to rub the salt <laughs> in the wound, uh, but I, I might go with that. for love. P- P- Peterson kind of got burned a bunch of times in the first half, though. Well, he's like, how old is Patrick Yeah, he's Peterson? 100. I mean, he, came, he came up with two incredible picks. I'm not, no, not taking away from it. I mean, we talked about him yesterday a little bit, but it's clearly Harold Perkins of LSU. Oh, man, that was incredible performance. Stu, who was it? All right, it is a college player. Uh, oh, this- is that... It's not Harold Perkins? It is not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's an upset. This week's player is Miami Hurricane Safety Cameron Kinchins. In the Hurricanes 35-14 to win over Wake Forest, Kinchins had three interceptions, including a 99-yard pick six. He also had eight total tackles as well as a pass defended. What about, uh, did wow. you look at Joe Embiid, who had seven blocks on the same day at 59 points? <laughs> that that is pretty impressive. That that's the first time it's ever it. happened. I know. That one didn't He had one it. block that... I, he caught a guy's ball on a layup attempt. He just caught it. It, <laughs> it was like it was like a movie the way he played. Anyway, uh, okay, so I was wrong. But come on, Harold Perkins got all the headlines. He was yeah, good. But this was not Harold Perkins' moment. This was this was one for the Miami Hurricanes. Who? Oh, say the guy's name. This is <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I wasn't. I Cameron Kitchens. What a what a beast that guy is. Um, <laughs> Have you guys not been paying attention to Miami Hurricanes football all year long? I yeah. Think, come on. Sorry. Once they lost to, I can't even remember. <laughs> Maggie, I know you were distraught about Cal firing their offensive assistant coaches, but I, I mean, come Bill on. Bill Musgrave, right? Didn't I mean, he, come on. He got the boot. That was that was a bummer. Um, okay, should we get to my top five college football quarterbacks at the moment? Let's do it. Okay. Now I'm wondering if maybe I might be off on my list for one. No, I think I'm right on this. 
Wait, is there a right and a wrong for this list? No, I just want to make sure there wasn't a team that was like on a bye. <laughs> That's impossible. Oh, okay. In that yeah, sense. and I'm like, wait a minute. Was this just this week? But, okay. So, this list, the theme of Maggie's... Wait, 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 wait. I, I have to go back here a second. Yeah. I'm confused by... Stu's. Yeah, wait, Stu, you you freak you messed me up. Yeah, because Miami, Miami didn't, didn't play, play Georgia. Wake, they played right? Georgia Tech. They played Georgia Tech. Yeah, because North Carolina played Wake. Thank you. Oh, did yeah. I get the did I get the <laughs> yeah. Listen, Wake, ACC Georgia Tech, wrong? same, same. It's fine. And I assume you have I would hope you have both quarterbacks from that this game. This is in here. why I'm like freaking out. I'm like, wait yeah, a minute. I, <laughs> oops. Stu, no, no Stu, believe me, you never make a mistake. So I'm like, hold on. I have not to give away anything on the list, but I was like, wait. Miami played Wake? Yeah, it was, that is really going to mess with my list. And then I was like, it was someone on a bye. <laughs> I'm going back and like checking the date on the box. Why score. did you go Harold Perkins, dude? That was so It would have been easier if I just went Harold Perkins. <laughs> I overthought myself. Stu, you're the best. Okay, on to my college football quarterbacks at the moment, which I feel a lot more confident in now that I know who actually played each other. Uh, okay, number five on the list. Uh, Perloff, I know you're not going to like this because you're a hater on the Big 12. I'm going to go Will Howard from Kansas State. They go to Baylor. They absolutely destroy Baylor. He was 19 for 27, 70% passing uh, completion percentage, 196 yards, which is not a lot, but three touchdowns, no interceptions. He's the backup quarterback who's had a lot of success with Adrian Martinez uh, having some health issues. Will Howard, number five on the list. Wow. New addition. Wow. Another new addition on the list. <laughs> Already getting a little a little down there. Listen, I'm trying to spread the love a little bit. You know, can't just be Bryce Young every week. So, number four on Maggie's top five college football quarterbacks in the moment. Jaden Delora, Arizona Wildcats take down UCLA. He's 34 for 28. Uh, excuse me, 22 for 28. 315 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Great job by Arizona. Threw a whole wrench into the Pac-12. Now USC is their only hope to possibly get into the college football playoff and uh, setting up for a fun finish in the Pac-12. There you go. Okay, number three on the list, another person who's making a first-time appearance, John Reese Plumley. Oh. UCF. Big win over previously undefeated Tulane. He only went 17 for 30 for 132 yards in the air. But Perloff, catch this. 18 rushing attempts for 176 yards on the ground with two rushing touchdowns, not to mention a passing touchdown. Is this another Plumley? Like, I don't. This isn't the same. This can't be the no, same no, family, I don't think right? He's related, but let me check that. Like, there aren't more Plumleys. They haven't transitioned to football, have they? This would be. This is the the, the family that. Just generations, generations of guys. Uh, while you guys look that up, I'm going to continue. Number two on Maggie's college football quarterbacks at the moment. I believe this is his first appearance on the list. Got to give it up to Michael Penix Jr. That was that was something. 26 for 35. Obviously, Washington with a massive win over Oregon. He goes... Uh, 74% completion percentage, 403 yards. The two touchdowns did have one interception. That was pretty bad, but it's okay because they end up coming back and scoring after that drive. This was one of the games of the weekend. And unfortunately for Oregon, now their college football playoff hopes have been dashed here. But that was an excellent win by the Washington Huskies. Congrats, Michael Penix. And number one on the list... Because they actually played Wake Forest this past weekend. North Carolina quarterback Drake May. 31 for 49. Three touchdowns. Zero interceptions. Uh, amazing. Had a rushing touchdown as well. 
this was an impressive performance. You see it on the screen, 448 passing yards for Drake May, who's been steadily climbing up the Heisman odds. He yeah. is Maggie's number one college football quarterback in the moment. Uh, okay, that is a. Uh, it's not quite Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, all the guys this week. Different this week. Yeah, it's interesting. I saw the stat of who Michael Penix has beaten in his career, and it's the most unbelievable thing. Because remember, he was at Indiana, and Indiana had that one great year. So he's beaten some heavyweights, and he was not scared at all against Oregon. It was a great game. Yeah, Tough I guess environment. You know, so he looks like a pro quarterback, right? I guess he's got. Uh, I was just—I heard him described as having Carson Strong knees. Now, do you know who Carson Strong yeah. was? A Nevada quarterback who had all the talent in the world, but his knees were not good. So I watched that game. I was like, "Well, that guy's a clear NFL quarterback." But Penix, I guess, has really, really bad health history. Oh man! Uh, so not that it, not that guys don't come back from that, but that's why I think we're not seeing Michael Penix at the top of mock drafts. Yeah, because he's excellent. I mean, yeah, he, did, I mean, he had that one bad pick. I, I saw the, someone had a funny tweet. Maybe it was Jeff Schwartz. I can't remember who. It was like, how do you throw when Oregon literally looks like a highlighter because their uniforms were like the brightest shade of yellow, you know, that Oregon yellow. So, uh, but he was excellent. And that was a massive win. Looked like a, a fun atmosphere. So, yes. yeah, my college football quarterbacks of the moment. Very fun. I like it because we're getting into the time of the season where you see unusual guys step up. Yep. Uh, and there's good, there's no games this week, so it's going to be some weird quarterback, right? This is this is a bit of a down week. Well, I th- I'm thinking about the college football playoff rankings for tonight. I doubt anything's going to change in the top four. Why would they? You have all your undefeated teams. They all won last week. So yeah. you've got, obviously, Georgia. I- you've got Ohio State. You've got Michigan. You've got TCU. No one has done anything to get bumped. Yeah, and I think you go five and six, Tennessee and LSU, too. Uh, nothing's going to change there. I think uh, there's a few. I was looking at how can you have the most chaos? If Michigan loses to Illinois, <laughs> yeah. then then you could get – how many teams are really alive? Right now, six, right? Maybe seven. Yeah. But if Michigan loses to Illinois, TCU loses to Baylor, then Baylor's all of a sudden – Baylor's been on a downswing, though. I mean, yeah. I know you talked about getting through the yeah. Big 12 schedule, but you know Baylor's been on a bit of a skid here. Yeah, but that's a huge rivalry game. Baylor and TCU always oh, get up for each other. TCU's owned it lately. But, you know, Baylor got destroyed last week, but Oklahoma State lost 48 nothing and turned around and beat their next three teams. So you, you never know. Uh, yeah, no, it should be good, but I, I'm rooting for what TCU lose, Michigan to lose. L, well, LSU isn't really relevant, but I'd like to get down to, like, the number North Carolina, number 11 team. What if somehow they win the ACC title and they find themselves in? That would be unbelievable chaos. It would be great chaos. I mean... So that means they beat Clemson, and that's going to be enough to get in? Well, they have NC State, which is not as that's, good a win because yeah. they lost to Boston College. But, yeah, it might be. It's going to be a situation where you have – you're basically going to have – if, say, USC loses, Pac-12's out. Say TCU loses, Big 12's, out. Big 12's out. So then you're going to have a bunch of non-conference champions against the ACC champion. No, I think you have to give it to the conference champion. Like, However, so what, I'm, I'm going to stick with my LSU prediction just because I don't think it's going to come to that because I don't think LSU is going to beat Georgia. But if they do, I think they get in even with two yeah, losses. Yeah. And I think that's the first ever two-loss team to get in the college football playoff and just like we just sort of break the ceiling on that. Right, but they, I totally agree with you. I think they would get in. But I think a more realistic controversy will be what if, what if Michigan has one loss, Tennessee has one loss. And Clemson. Clemson has one loss, North Carolina has one loss. Because North Carolina will get a win over Clemson. Uh, 
USC has one loss. You could have six or no, seven. No, no, that would make North Carolina have two losses if they lose to Clemson. No, if they, I'm saying if they beat Clemson. Oh, if they beat Clemson, If yeah, they yeah. beat Clemson, then they're the one-loss ACC champion. They're really, there could be some tough tests for the committee here. How much do they value conference championships? I think they ha- I bet they have to do a certain kind of protocol, right? Like, well, I bet gonna, they have to take a conference champion. They're not going to put North Carolina over Tennessee. And they shouldn't because at least Tennessee can kind of play defense. Right, but I'm saying then they are prioritizing conference champions. I know, but, uh, yeah, I so don't know. So you're saying they have to... I'm prior- talking out of both sides of my mouth there because, yeah. yeah, I don't know what you do. I don't think you put North Carolina in for as good as Drake May is in the offense, but the defense is equally as bad. What do you That's do- not going to make a great product. And that's not even the good one. What if you have Michigan in, against USC or Michigan against TCU or Michigan against Clemson? That is going to be wild. Take them one by one. Michigan versus... A one-loss Michigan. A one-loss Michigan versus a, a one-loss USC. Well, USC's got a power schedule coming up, so they will vault them. You don't, I mean, you, you don't think they can beat Notre Dame? No, I'm saying that... No, USC... The USC yeah, has UCLA, UCLA is ranked, and Notre, Notre Dame. Dame is ranked, and then they'll get probably Utah again, who's going to be ranked. So they, they're would gonna, des- they would deserve to go. They're going to get ahead of Michigan because they'll have three yeah. ranked opponents coming up. But that's and also, all- Michigan won't be able to play in the Big Ten title game, obviously, if they right, lose right. to Oregon. Uh, excuse me, to Ohio State. So, yeah, right. Michigan has a tough road here. But that's, that's where I, I want to see the committee get themselves sort of stuck in a corner with a big brand like Michigan against a conference champion. So, what if it's TCU against Michigan? How exciting would that be? I mean, I think we all know what's going to happen. The Big 12 is <laughs> going to get totally hosed again. I mean, that's just... That's a shame, but I think that's what would happen. And it would be Ohio State and Michigan. Wow, that'd be unbelievable. If Michigan got in with one loss here. Do you? Th- I I think this. I think the committee wants a, wants a USC in so bad. Yeah, the, I mean their defense isn't great either. But I think they want USC. If it, I know Tennessee also is an awesome story, and I think they would be deserving as well. We know LSU. If they win out, they could go. But I think they want USC in because of the brand. Yeah, but does that, I don't think a lot of people think USC is going to run this table. It'd be hard. It's a three really hard games. Uh, maybe they do. Yeah, USC would be great. USC would get in with one loss. I mean, the, the committee likes Michigan. They're a huge popular team. I just don't think we're going to get the outrage tomorrow. Not that I liked being outraged. but no, this nothing one, happened. This one just feels like it's going to be pretty sort of standard run-of-the-mill. Or what? All right, one last thing that could happen. Okay, tell me. Okay, let's say USC loses, very possible. TCU loses, very possible. Uh, Clemson and North Carolina, what, well, actually, Clemson loses, okay. very, very possible. Any chance Alabama gets back in? I think Alabama's <laughs> hopes are over. Well, what if it's a one-loss TCU versus a two-loss Alabama? I think that's not a precedent they want to set. It'd be one thing if what, it's a two-loss conference what? champion, but Alabama can't even go to the SEC title game. LSU just boxed them out. I don't. I think Bama's done. Done. What if? Okay. What if there's only? What if it's a one-loss Michigan versus? Oh yeah. You it's, know. What if Michigan loses to Illinois? Then Alabama's back in the picture. But all those other things have to happen. Well, not TCU really. TCU losing and all that stuff also has to happen. If you look at the AP poll, Alabama's number eight, and they they definitely there are teams ahead of them that could fall out. Why wouldn't LSU get the nod there? Well, I assume LSU is going to lose to Georgia. This is part LSU would get it. LSU would be above them, but they have to be Georgia. Then they'll have three losses and they're out. Yeah. So they could easily USC could lose a second game. LSU could definitely lose. Probably will. Then uh, Alabama has Tennessee ahead of them. TCU could lose. Michigan could lose. There's there's room to be made up here. Do you it's really good. think Michigan's going to lose to Illinois, or you're just doing this for fun? Do it for fun. Okay. But also, I mean, if Michigan, 
Michigan loses badly to Ohio State. They have a terrible schedule. Terrible. I know they don't. It, so they're not, not going to have a strong case against anybody. Well, just the win over Penn State, but Ohio yeah. State has that too. No, I mean Ohio State. I'm assuming Ohio State's beaten. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's definitely going to be chaos, which is good. You're rooting for it. I mean, so am I. Why not? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Tell me if you like my college football quarterbacks of the moment coming up. One NFL team is a sinking ship. Can they turn it around? This is the Maggie and Perloff Show. Don't move. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.